Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, I have cleared the decks. I have no idea what that means, but it seems like something I should say when I tell everyone to get the hell out of here. I have told Billy, go away. Mikey A, go away. Why? The founding member of the Grateful Dead. If you were to ask me right now, who's the one guest that you would want on your podcast? The answer is the person I'm about to have on. He is the founding member of the Grateful Dead and Dead & Company. He is lead vocalist, guitarist, he is Bob Weir. He's a legend. And I want Billy out of here, Mikey A out of here, because I want some alone time with my guy, Bob Weir. Here he is. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So, we have... 
always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Very special day for me. Bob Weir going to join us. He is the founding member of my favorite band, The Grateful Dead, now Dead and Company, uh, along with uh, John Mayer. And we'll get to all of that in just a second. Uh, plus, Bob and the Wolf Brothers will release Bobby Weir and Wolf Brothers Live in Colorado, their highly anticipated first ever vinyl collection of recorded material. Very excited about that. And Bob Weir uh, joins us right now. Uh, Bob, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, Bob, put us where I know you're a big 49ers fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, put us where you were and what you were going through as the 49ers <laughs> lost there in the NFC Championship game. Well, I, you know, I was there at the game. Um, I went down to uh, check it out. I had a feeling it was going to go kind of like it did. Um, really? The, uh, the Niners, they're a pretty complete team, but uh, I, you know, and all of us were hoping that uh, Jimmy G would get over whatever hump he needs to get over and uh, and not choke. But, uh, he, you know, maybe maybe sometime in the future, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you could feel him choking and the whole team, the whole team choked when he did. Um you know, everybody was busy second guessing uh, themselves and and everybody else. It was uh, at first they were okay, but you know he you know he kind of has that uh, about him. And so it was what we did. What we saw there was the uh, you know changing of the guard basically. Um, and it happened. Uh, it happened. I think uh, right, in, right before our eyes. Uh, um, next year, uh, Trey Lance steps in, and he doesn't. He doesn't really have to be altogether that excellent. It's just if he uses the skill set that he we know he has, the, the the Niners will be a more complete team on offense. If he can throw the ball down the field, which apparently he can do, 
then that's going to stretch the field. Then if, uh, if when the pocket collapses, if he's good for 10 yards up the middle, they're going to have to put a spy up close to the line of scrimmage. And that means that deeper middle there where Debo and, uh, and, and Kittle kind of make their living, there's gonna, there are going to be more open receivers. And so if Trey is able to read the field even as well as Jimmy does, which is not all that swell, or not all that great. But if it, if he's able to read the field and knows where to look for his guys, um, there's going to be there are going to be much more open window. There are going to there are going to be much more open windows, and um, and then beyond that, if he's as good as everybody hopes he is, then that's just that's that's the uh, that's the gravy. Bob, a couple of things. That was fantastic. Like, you called Jimmy G a choker, and then you really, like, broke it down. And I suggest perhaps you should quit what it is you're doing. You're doing fine, by the way, and get into my business. That was fucking amazing, Bobby. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody saw it. Everybody right. saw it. You know, and, and like I say, you know, it's a team sport. One guy chokes, they're all going to choke. It's not like he, he chokes per se. It's, there, there are reasons for that. Um, he saw that they were taking away the places he goes. And so he didn't know what to do because there is nothing to do. Right. Um, you know, if you, if you can't, uh, if you can't, if you can't, if they're taking away the deep middle uh, or, you know, not the, 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 the not so deep middle, you know, the places where uh, Debo and, uh, and, and, uh, and Kittle. Yeah. Where they like to like, roam, yeah, yeah. You know, between the hashes, around the hashes, uh, and uh, you know, fifteen yards up there. If if you take that away, he had nowhere to go. Yeah, no, he had nowhere to go. It's going to be interesting to see how because they're literally a quarterback away. Uh, Bob, I'm wondering uh, when did your love for music start, and where did it come from? I, you know, I grew up in the fifties. Uh, uh, you know, my my childhood was. was in the 50s and you know, early 60s and uh, here in Northern California. And um, I listened to the radio. I, I listened to, you know, that was the, the heyday of rock and roll, uh, of, of rock and roll is, is within the narrow description of what, uh, uh, how I view rock and roll. Rock and roll happened for just a few years. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, Elvis Presley, uh, Chuck Berry, uh, the Everly Brothers, to some degree, um, it was uh, it was a very specific uh, kind of deal. And back in those days, for instance, there was uh, there was not much of a, a, a difference between uh, between country and, and and rock and roll. It was right. they called it rockabilly. That was where my uh, my appreciation for for music got case hardened. Uh, that plus, uh, I had a nanny when I was a kid who uh, used to sit me in front of our our uh, our big 78 record player uh big ornate deal deal and uh, and play opera for me and uh and so uh i used to love Mar mario lanza was uh, uh was a big favorite when did you know this was something you wanted to or pursue for a living uh well i remember i was about four years old when i first heard mario lanza and that, that guy had pipes and uh, and 
You got I, some pipes too, Bobby, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I, I knew, I knew when I was uh, old enough to, to hear it, that, that that's what I wanted to go for. Did you ever doubt? Did you ever think, Hey, I'm not going to make it. No, it never crossed my mind. It's, it's what I, I love that what you have to have and you, you just go for it. And that's that. Uh, I absolutely love that. Uh, when did you know, Bob? Like, was there a moment for you where you said, hey, I've made it. We've made it as a band. The Grateful Dead has made it. Was there a moment for you guys? Nah. Nah? It just kind of happened? No, I've got uh, I've got a, a view of that whole situation that uh, goes pretty much like this. Um the stuff that I, the, the decisions I make these days, um, the stuff that I'm working on and all, it, uh, I try to view all the decisions I make and all the stuff that I do in terms of how will this play in 300 years? Because uh, if we do stuff right, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear to me that people will still be talking about it in 300 years. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I try to I, I try to run that. That's my first consideration is uh, what am I going to what am I going to what skills am I going to work on today? What uh, what am I going to practice today? Well, what's going to make the bit, biggest difference in, uh, you know, what needs what needs the most work for that 300 year ideal? And that's that's how I go about things now. Uh, Bob, it's interesting. I'll tell you a funny story because, and I'm so happy you're still doing it and doing it now with Wolf Brothers and doing it now with Dead and Company. And I've seen Dead and Company. I've been to Playing in the Sand every year. You guys have done it. Uh, I right. love you guys. Oh, it's fantastic. But I'll tell you a funny story. I used to play your music around my house all the time. And my daughters, teenage daughters, they'd be like, Dad, don't take this the wrong way, Bob, okay? They would say, Daddy, what is this? Turn this crap off, okay? <laughs> and then you started Dead and Company, and you got John Mayer to, I guess, play the role of Jerry, although no one will ever be able to play that role and fill that role and fill the void of Jerry Garcia. And all of a sudden, the music that my daughters were making fun of me for listening to was the coolest thing they had ever heard simply because of John Mayer. So I wanted you to know that, and they have now been to 15 shows with me ah uh, really well you know yeah. um if that's what it takes then that's what it takes uh yeah. more to it than that uh, you connected generations though bob that's awesome yeah you know um i i respectfully submit that there are other changes that i'm not i'm not going to point out you, you you can look for there are other changes in the music beside the addition of uh of uh of john mayer there there's some stuff that's been simplified that uh just by virtue of the of, the, of uh, our approach to it that uh that makes the music a little more uh accessible because uh, the songs are i think the songs are i think the songs are there that they're going to stand the test of time to the point where i'm pretty sure they'll be talking about them in 300 years but um it's how you flesh them out and we have made minor corrections in our approach to uh to how we play the songs we still play them open-ended and all that kind of stuff and everybody has uh, uh quite a bit of, uh, of freedom to uh to interpret them on a given evening however it is they feel but there is 
there's there's been a little bit of simplification that's been done to to the overall approach that that I think the music benefits by the songs definitely benefit by. Uh, Bob, I, I, will I, I don't I don't want to get into specifics, but uh, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. I will tell you that as long as you're standing in the middle of that stage, it legitimizes everything for me. So I'll keep going. Okay. <laughs> My kids are going for mayor. I'm going for you, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Bob Weir is with us. Uh, you have your Wolf Brothers tour coming up. I'm going to a show in Chicago. I'm very excited. I haven't seen you guys yet. I obviously saw you, you know, with Jerry back in the in the eighties when I was growing up in the nineties. Um, and I've seen Dead and Company. I have not seen you with Wolf Brothers yet. Uh, you have a tour. I think it starts uh, March 9th uh, in Nashville. I'm going to the show on uh, on March 18th in Chicago. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Bob, what is kind of different about what you do with Wolf Brothers as opposed to what you do with Dead and Company? Uh, well, Wolf Brothers is a little more experimental. Wolf Brothers got started as uh, we're doing, I'm doing a, a project where, whereby I'm, orchestrating a, a bunch of dead tunes uh, we're going to try to go for the whole book eventually nice but uh, i'm working with a guy who teaches down at stanford in their in their music department and uh and we're orchestrating a bunch of uh of tunes and we had some dates in in early uh early march but they've been coveted back to uh if that's the word now coveted back to uh <laughs> october um with the national symphony orchestra and uh, we have about four nights worth of material that we're going to put out. Um, and one of the things we want to do with the symphony orchestra is to get uh, long stretches of the music. Uh, we want to make, make it possible to uh, get the symphony orchestra to improvise. And uh, we have a number of techniques that we want to try to that end. And... What we're going to do is, uh, well, well, we 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 put together a small section of a uh, couple string players uh, and some some wind guys, and uh, we're going to sort of salt them into the uh, into the symphony orchestra as um, improv section leaders, so that they'll be able to get each of the sections to improvise uh, all of one voice. Um, so if you have um, 32 measures uh, where we're going to do these improv sections, then these guys take over as a section leader and feed the guys in their section, whether it be the violins or cellos or, or, uh, or trumpets or whatever. They feed them uh, whatever lines they're going to be playing for this over, over these chord changes. And... It'll never fall together the same way twice, and um, it never does, Bob. <laughs> and and these guys have been working with us now for a while, so they know they're they're sort of inculcated, if you will, to uh, to our way of doing things, and they have uh, a sense of how to do this. And um, and so, like I say, we we seed them out into the orchestra and. Uh, Anyway, but those are the guys you're going to see off to one side of the stage. Uh, the stage left uh, there. That's that's our little section there, and then uh, and then we have the core band. It's now a quintet. Um, uh, we have Jeff on keyboard now, and uh, and uh, 
I think Barry is going to be uh, Barry Sless is going to be out there on pedal steel. Awesome, Bob. You love this. Like you're not slowing down. I think. Like, is it fair to say you're enjoying this as much as ever? <laughs> uh, if not more so, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I, I really, you know, this is what I'm here for. Uh, Bob, I have some fill in the blank questions for you, and I'll get to them in a second. But I, I, I was wondering real quick here, um, how did you guys land? How did you land on the decision to go with? with John Mayer. And I only ask it from this standpoint. Um, not only did it tie generations together, so now my, I find my daughters now not listening to Dead and Company, they're listening to the dead, okay? Back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, the shows that I went to because they have grown to love them so much. But I think it was such an inspired selection to go with John Mayer, and I'm wondering how it came about because, Bob, you know, as Dead fans, we don't, the singing is the singing, and it's fantastic, and we love the lyrics, and you have a great voice, and he has a great voice. But for us, as Dead fans, it's about hitting that jam on Terrapin or Brown-Eyed Woman or Loser. That's all we really care about, Bob. And he hits them, I don't want to say exactly like Jerry, but pretty damn close. Well, he has a, he has a voice to bring to it, and, and, and God knows it's an authentic one. He's put in some years on his instrument, uh, both vocally and, and uh, instrumentally. Um he came to the realization that uh, he, he wanted to be part of a band rather than be the guy who was uh, who was the be all and end all of uh, of uh, of whatever musical effort was being put out. And uh, and at the same time, he he heard the way we work together and, and that that appealed to him. And so we uh, he fell in. He, he fell in. He, he went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, there are good rabbit holes and bad ones to go down, depending on uh, your view of things. Uh, I, I think he uh, he found a good one to go down. It's the coolest and, rabbit uh, hole in the history of rabbit holes, Bob. <laughs> and uh, it, it just worked. Uh, the, so he he was busy discovering the. Uh, the dead's approach to music and stuff like that. And, uh, and he had a, uh, a week or so that he was, uh, guest hosting, uh, a late night talk show. And, uh, he wanted to try his hat at that or try his hand at that. And, um, and, uh, he invited me to come and sit, uh, sit in with his band and, uh, and be one of, one of his guests. And, uh, so we we got to uh, we got to the studio and we had uh, twenty minutes to they they'd carved out a chunk of like two hours before the uh, before the show and of that twenty minutes was uh, was uh, assigned to a sound check that we could go and get uh, play with uh, and get a, a sound up and we plugged in and started playing and two hours later they just unplugged us and said the show's got to start now um <laughs> you guys have uh you've, you guys have just got to uh cool it for uh when you can get back to it and uh and and so uh we 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 figured okay this is this is something that bears a little more uh bears a little more scrutiny uh, well, I'm glad you explored it. Um, Bob Weir and Wolf Brothers will release Bobby Weir and Wolf Brothers live in Colorado, their highly anticipated first ever vinyl collection of recorded material February 18th uh, through Third Man Records, and they'll also be on tour starting 
on March 9th in Nashville. Uh, Bob, a couple of uh, fill-in-the-blanks and a quick little game, and I'll get you out of here, and I appreciate the time. You have been very generous with your time, okay? Oh, um, you something people would be surprised to know about Bob Weir is blank. Oh, let's see. <laughs> you can't go there. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to go somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's come back to that one. Okay. Uh, does Bob Bob Weir's irrational fear is blank? Like I, I have a fear of frogs. There was a frog in my house. I called the cops, Bob. I didn't know what else to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an irrational fear? <laughs> irrational fears. I'm trying to think of any irrational fears. I'm not particularly fond of spiders. Spiders. Um, okay. Um. There's something about him that I just don't care for. Um, <laughs> it's irrational. Um, that's why. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with spiders there. Okay. The song Bob Weir sings out loud every time he hears it on the radio is blank. Huh. <laughs> it, 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 it could be any song. That could be any song. It just uh, it has to hit me at the right moment and I'll sing it. Okay. Uh, the person who was most excited to meet Bob Weir was blank. Do you have a story like that? Besides me, of course, Bob. Uh, let me think. I can't. Uh, I can't bring that to mind. Uh, you know, I, I've been. I've been. Uh, there. There are folks from. You've met all, so many all walks of life who are yeah. who are fans, and uh, I, I never cease to be amazed at uh, at the folks who turn out to be deadheads, basically. Who uh, you know. The, where you least expect to run into him. Um, one of the happiest. Uh, I, I, I'm real fond of Birkenstocks, and I found out that the uh, the guy who's the CEO of Birkenstock uh, <laughs> is uh, is a fan. Uh, and one of his uh, in the the shirt. And then, as it turns out, the shoes that I wear when I'm working out, if I'm wearing shoes when I'm working out. Um, are the Vibram five finger shoes, and and uh, and that guy's also a fan, the CEO of that outfit. So, um, I, I'm set for shoes. Um, <laughs> is there a person you've met that you were excited like just because you're Bob Weir? So, you got to meet you know X and you were you were super excited about it? Uh, let me think about that. Okay, I kind of take that for granted. Uh, you know, I'm a famous guy, so. Uh, at this point, I'm used to being famous, and, and right. uh, you know it happens slowly over a number of decades, and and so uh, I'm, I'm kind of used to it. And, and uh, really, the guy who uh, became a fan after we met, we became fans of each other was Joseph Campbell. Uh, he's he was a, a writer, uh, um, a mythologist. Um, he's known. He's kind of known as. Uh, if you knew you were about to play your last song, I tell you in advance, Bob, you're about to play your last song. The song you would choose to play is blank. Huh. That yeah. sounds like there, there's a there's a finality to that, Bob. I apologize. Yeah, right, right, I, know, right. I know you're not done soon, but I'm just wondering. I've always thought about that. Right now, you know, probably addicts of my life, if you ask me right now. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, all right, last thing for you. Bobby, Jerry, Phil, Bill, or Mickey. Okay, just choose one. The best dancer. Um, Jerry, I guess. Oh wow, surprising. Best athlete. 
Oh, your best athlete? Yeah. Um, that'd be me. But really, Bob? Wow. All right. What's yeah. your sport of choice? Tell me. I, you know, I played football in school a fair yep. bit. Of, yeah, that was what I got best at. How about the funniest? Who had the best sense of humor? Oh, uh, Jerry, Jerry for sure. <laughs> the one most likely to pay for dinner when the check comes. Uh, that'd be probably me. <laughs> Not Jerry, huh? No, no. Yeah. He, he, he'd be second. He'd be <laughs> what is Phil doing? Nothing. <laughs> How about the smartest? Who's the smartest of you guys? Uh, once again, Jerry. He, he, he had the he had the, the most happening upstairs. Uh, the one you would trust the most to babysit your kids for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Bob? Next question. <laughs> I was going to ask the one you would trust the least, but uh, but we'll go away from that. Uh, Bob, this has been a uh, a huge thrill. Do you want me to go back to the uh, <laughs> to your uh, something people would be surprised about is blank? Did you did you think about it at all? Uh, what what would what would you know? My life my life is sort of uh, you know I'm I'm a celeb. Uh, every aspect of my life is uh, is is kind of common knowledge i'm trying to think of what uh um you know you're right because i feel bob i feel like i've never met you but i feel like i know everything about you so it's you're right it's hard i, I don't think there is something that uh <laughs> you know, it's, it's basically that it's all true <laughs> <laughs> uh i do want to tell you and i appreciate you doing this this has been a thrill for me and i hope i hope to get a chance to meet you in person sometime at one of these concerts um Red has become a friend of mine. Bob, I've stood very, very close to you. I haven't met you, but I've stood right next to Red watching you. It's been a thrill. Um, and so I hope to get a chance. Yeah, I hope to get a chance to uh, to meet you soon. Um, so she's but, a partner now. That's uh, as of yesterday. I know. Well, go ahead. Announce that because I think people would be interested. I know I'm interested and she'd become a dear friend of mine. Well, you know, no, you go ahead and announce it because uh, she's she's uh, she you've known her for longer. She uh, she activist artist management and Liz sent me this ups Kristen Red Tanner to partner names Chris Ruff as head of global. Uh, what is it? Global. I got to find the order. Global marketing. So Red is now a partner at activist, which is very exciting. Uh, and she deserves yeah. it. Uh, and she's the best. She uh, she put in she put in. Uh, she put in the sweat equity. Uh, she did. And she loves you very, very much, Bobby. Well, she, yeah. tells me, <laughs> she, she, she tells me all the time. Um, Bob, what's the venue? Last question. I'll get you out of here. The venue you most enjoy playing is blank. I, I think it's got to be the Ryman Auditorium in, in, uh, in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I will also tell you this. I was at Playing in the Sand this this past year. I learned of the cancellation while I was on the plane. And so people have been asking me all the time, hey, were you upset? I was like, yeah, I was disappointed. But I'm not going to get angry at a band and a person who has provided me with literally thousands of the greatest nights and moments of my life. Okay, but I wanted I only tell you this for this reason, Bob. I think you would have been so proud. The spirit of your fan base and the deadheads who were down in Mexico where we made the best of that weekend and we had an absolute blast and the free weekend at the hotel didn't hurt. So I just wanted you to know that that if you could see what was going on down there, you would have been very, very proud of all your fans. I did. I did see. I got uh, daily uh, reportage of, uh, of what was going on there and, uh, and we were just up the coast a little bit or down the coast a little bit uh hold up at the hotel where where we were supposed to be 
uh, wishing, busy wishing things had turned out different, but we got, we also got a, a, a pretty nice little vacation in there as well. <laughs> I'm glad you did. You guys plan on going back there? Uh, that's, that, I certainly am. Yeah. You go, you, Bob, you go and I go. Okay. That's the deal. Ah, you bet. All right. If you went every week, I'd go every week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. I'll, uh, I'll be in Chicago on the 18th to check out uh, you and Wolf Brothers. So, uh, All right. yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Hopefully we'll get a chance to speak. All right. See All you right. there. All right. Go Niners, man. Go Niners. Bob, that was the best breakdown of, of 49ers football I've ever heard. I'm so proud of you. Well, thanks. All right. What a thrill for me to have the founding member of the Grateful Dead, my favorite band, uh, and Dead and Company, uh, Bob Weir on Stupidity. We appreciate his time. God, that was a dream come true. I'm going to retire. I'm out of here. Stupidity. Duke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.